Good morning, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to another week of Women to Watch. My name is Susan Rocco, and each week I have the privilege of meeting and speaking with women in the Philadelphia area who are successful business owners and making a big difference uh, in their communities. If you are listening and you would enjoy coming on the show to share with our listeners what your business is doing, please don't hesitate to give me a call at 215 215- 313-5561, or feel free to send me an email at srocco233 at gmail. Today's guest is joining us um, actually by phone from New Jersey um, because she's in the middle of a, a very big project and uh, her time is limited, but I'm happy to have her. And her name is Emily Gottschalk, and she is the founder and CEO of the GAR Group. Welcome, Emily. Thank you so much, Susan. It's delightful to be here. Oh, I'm so glad we could do this. Um, Let's talk a little bit about um, your background story, um, your years prior to becoming the CEO of the GAR Group. Um, I understand your your hometown is, is this pronounced Carly Place, New York? Carl Place, New York. It's actually a small, small town on Long Island where I grew up. Okay. I had never heard of, of, of that town before. Um, and what were your years like growing up there? Well, I grew up in a very small town in a very simple um, uh, small home, um, really in a, in a very um, little community where people went to work and came home. And it was, we walked to school, there were no buses. And, um, you know, it was a nice upbringing. And we all played stickball on the street and curveball. <laughs> and when the six o'clock bell whistle blew, we all came home for dinner. And it was a it was a great upbringing and a very simple one at that. It's it's, it's always six o'clock for everybody. It's <laughs> it was always six, six o'clock, o'clock for me I as well. I think it has to do with the fire department bell. <laughs> <laughs> um, tell me, um, where did you go to high school? I went to high school in a public high school called Carl Place High School. Um, and then I went on to Cornell University, and I went to the School of Hotel Administration, and I got and got a four-year bachelor of science degree uh, studying hotels and marketing and sales and restaurant and the food industry. Okay, you know, I I read about your um your years at Cornell, and I understand one of your majors was entrepreneurship marketing. Is that correct? It was. It was. I knew um, at an early time in my academic career that I was going to want to study. um, I was going to go out on my own at some point in time. And I also knew that I was always very, very good in sales and really was uh, involved in sales programs and selling programs from from a very early age. And I was a natural at it. So I wanted to gain as much experience as I could could in how to run a business. And the hotel school was very geared, obviously, to hospitality. So I learned a lot about how to run a successful restaurant and how do hotels operate and, and a lot of accounting courses and a lot of um, some marketing courses, accounting, finance, hospitality, law, all the basic things, how to read a contract, how to build a building, how to understand architectural drawings. Those were all skills that um, in later life really paid off in a I- great in a great way. I bet. Um, when I, uh, my son is actually in the um, college search process right now. And when I saw that entrepreneurship marketing was a major, um, I thought that was great. I don't think that was the case when we were younger. And I think it's something that perhaps young children should be taught as early as grade school about running a business, whether they're going to do that or not. I absolutely think so. I mean, if we just listen to the candidates, and we had a debate last night, and right. everybody's talking about the growth and the strength of small business, and I, the, the percentages of those employed in uh, startup industries and cottage industries, and how those cottage industries are growing into bigger companies, and 
you know, how they hire more people. And in, there's no lack of creativity in American ingenuity. No. And if you have an idea and you have skills and you've learned a little bit about the pieces of the pie that it takes to build a business, you're really on your way to, to being a very successful entrepreneur and can build a business like any other business. That, and um, that's what it takes. That's right. And I think that's a great background to have, even if you're working for a corporation, to just to know how other business is run. It's going to help Absolutely. you do your job Couldn't agree better. with you more. Right. Tell me about some of the jobs that you did um, as a teen. Well, I, oh boy, I worked, I put myself through college. So I, as early as I could be working, I was working when it, you know, before I was 16, I was babysitting all the time and, pl- and putting money away. When I got to the age of 16, I was a McDonald's crew worker. I became a, um, a crew chief, which meant I had a little more responsibility. Um, I worked in a grocery store as a cashier. And then I waited tables. And all through college, uh, because I was in the hospitality industry, whenever I could take jobs and wait tables, I did it. It was great cash. Um, I was fortunate enough to be able to come to New York uh, because it was close to my hometown and um, worked at a what was a very famous restaurant at the time called Tavern on the Green oh, sure. and waited tables there in the summertime and got to um, pack a lot of cash away. Right. And But I was always doing jobs. I was always figuring out different ways to, to earn money, put it away, and store it for tuition. And when you've got four years of private school tuition in front of you, you're, you're always hustling to figure out how you can earn a few more bucks and put it away. And I became pretty good at it. And when I was in college, I also hustled. I worked in um, anything from food dining services to I was a resident advisor. And then in my senior year, I was an assistant dorm director. And all of those jobs allowed certain perks and um, privileges and you know, things like housing and board and, and tuition, those kinds of things came to me because of the work that I was doing. And that was very helpful as well for putting myself through school. Absolutely. And and I think uh, waitressing is a great first job. <laughs> it's fabulous. You learn to be quick. You learn right? to deal with the public. You learn to time manage. You need to sort out details. You need to juggle multiple jobs. And, you know, there's nothing like um, making a sale and doing well and getting a nice reward for it. Right. And dealing with the public, I think, under stressful situations. It's critical. Right, right. Um Tell me, um, when you were uh, growing up, um, was there anybody in particular that uh, inspired you as you were going um, from job to job and and learning from each job that you did? Was there somebody that really inspired you to to pursue your own path? I think there were a few mentors along the way. I spent 10 years, uh, after I graduated college, I spent 10 years in the hotel industry. And I worked for Marriott, and then I worked for Four Seasons Hotels. And I would say at Marriott, there was an individual who was extremely hard on me, and yet he was very, very bright, and he knew that I could do it and believed in me and was early on very much of a mentor in helping me to really stand out amongst the my peer group. And then when I went on to Four Seasons, um, equally, I had a, um, a a boss who very much became a mentor of mine and helped me to understand how to succeed and how to stand out and how to how to really be above the rest in terms of being successful and how to make a difference. And I think mentors overall are critical. And if I, as I look to uh, youth coming out of the, you know, coming out of college and going into the job market, one of my best pieces of advice to them would be find yourself a mentor. Find someone who cares about your well-being and cares about your development and growth that you can respect and listen to them. And even when they're really, really hard on you, listen to them because those lessons are invaluable. And if you're lucky enough to have someone care enough about you to teach you, take advantage of it. It's an it's a unbelievable experience and was for me in my career. I, I bet. I, I couldn't agree more with that. I think when you have someone that believes in you, 
it pushes you to, um, you know, continue on with, with what you think is right. And I think if you, you know, if you do things kind of uh, with your heart, you know, you'll be successful. And that really takes someone believing in you. Absolutely. And, you know, it, it's, it's easy to get the girls and the boys. Those are nice. And right. it's not that we don't like to have them, but they don't really teach us anything. Right. It's really about, okay, great job. Here's how you could have done it where you could have learned more. Right. And I think that that was what really challenged me to be better. And in the end, I continue to strive to be better at what I do because that's how we all improve, and that's how we, we reach our goals. So um, I think it's as valuable. I'd rather hear more about what we could have done and what, 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 how could we improve right. versus, you know, at a girl. Right, right. Um, tell me about your years at Zany Brainy. Zany Brainy was a great experience. Um, I joined the company when they were just a few stores, and worked with David Schlesinger uh, when he started the company. And that was um, one of, you know, it was the start of really working in more entrepreneurial environments. When I was with Four Seasons Hotels, I was hired as the first employee of the Four Seasons Chicago Hotel. So I had gone through the entire opening process from first employee to full, fully employed and open hotel over a year and a half and loved it. And when I went to Zany Brainy, I was back in startup again, and I love startup. I'm very entrepreneurial. Um, and in each uh, professional move that I've made, I've moved into more and more startup opportunities, creating something from nothing. And I find those opportunities to, to be the most challenging. With Zany, we were, I mean, how fun could you, what more could you ask for? We were creating wonderful events and wonderful things for kids. And we were taking products that were so well made and so well designed and finding new and interesting ways to bring them to the public and have kids and, and parents engage in those products. And I was in the dead center of assisting and making all of those things happen. So it was a really fun job and it was a great experience. Again, working for uh, an entrepreneur that was also very demanding and expected a lot, taught me a great deal. And, um, again, it was a great stepping stone for my future career. That's great. Um, speaking to that, tell me what, for our listeners, because I know that there are women listening, not necessarily just women, but there are sure. women listening. And I would love to give, uh, have you give them a piece of advice if, if they're considering um, something, you know, brand new. Um, what advice would you have for them to, you know, to take that first step? Well, I think there are a couple of components to starting a new business that for anyone, man or, male or female, and, um, and I think those components are be passionate about what you do. Right. Believe in it beyond anything you ever believed in. If you believe it, others will believe it too. You cannot start a business or any any venture without that passion behind you that says you're willing to do whatever it takes to make it work. I think the second thing is to believe that you're not going to give up, that this isn't something you'll try, and then if it doesn't work out, six months from now I'll try something else. Because if you believe that, others will think that too. And you've got to be committed that this is something you're going to do and you are going to be with it and that failure is not an option. And then third is that you're going to reach obstacles. There's no question right. there are going to be bumps in the road. Right. And it's not about what the obstacles are. Everybody has obstacles. How are you going to solve the problems? And if you don't know how to solve the problems, then find people and surround yourself with people you trust, people you respect, and they'll help you solve the problems. Build a team of people, whether those are friends or colleagues or people that you respect, previous mentors, whomever they may be, and have them help and, and share with you what those dilemmas are so that you can get through them. And don't give up. 
That that's great advice. Really great advice, and so true. I I think surrounding yourself by smart people who believe in you as well and and can help you along the way is critical. Absolutely, absolutely. And I, you know, even today, um, as we've advanced into a much larger company. I always look to hire people that I think are incredibly smart and capable, and I have a fabulous team of people. I am very, very proud of the work we do and admire them greatly because many of them have skill sets that I don't have, and um, and I'm just so proud of the work that they do every day, and they're not afraid to shine because they know how much they're appreciated, but they also know that this is a place where we want new ideas. Right. We want better and better. Right. That's And great. they're inspired to do that. Right. Um, t- I understand. Can we talk a little bit about your family? I understand you have Ooh. two boys and you live in New Jersey. I do. Tell me I... all about your boys. Oh, I'm very proud of my boys. I have two sons. Uh, my older son, Eric, is a sophomore at Ithaca College studying marketing and business and is um, really loving it. And he's getting involved in the American Marketing Association chapter. And uh, he's even uh, taking a hand at getting sponsorships and getting local companies involved in what he's doing. And I'm very, very proud of him. Learning and from his mom. <laughs> yeah, perhaps some. And he's spending time he has spent time working in the company and um i think he's going to be a deal maker one day i think he has a lot of entrepreneurial uh spirit in him and um he's just made us very very proud and enjoying enjoying his college career and our younger son mark is a freshman and he is at studying at George Washington University and he is very very interested in international affairs so he's at the Elliott School and he is thinking either between international relations and government and and um, how we as a country govern and how we interact with other countries around the world uh, but he's also interested in government and business and how we as a country uh, work within a global economy. So I, I'm not sure which way he's going to go, but he's uh, fluent in Spanish and very um, he's very well-traveled, and uh, we're looking forward to seeing how his uh, academic career plays out. He's still really, really new, but he's doing very well. So we're very, very proud of both our boys. That's so great. It's so fun to follow. Uh, you know, as our children get older, it's hard to let them go, but it's always exciting to, to follow them and... and um, you know, support them in, in their endeavors. It is. And it's fun to see what kind of people they become. Right. Because right. they're their own people and right. um, they're following their dreams, which I think is the best of all, of course. Right. Tell me, you're, you're a real busy lady and I'm sure you're in the office a lot, but I'd love to know what you, you know, when you're not having to work, <laughs> how do you spend your free time? What do you like to do? Uh, well, I try to exercise. So Good. That's really important. Right. Take a long walk and kind of work off some steam. Um, I definitely try to spend time with friends. I enjoy cooking and um, do uh, try to do that some on the weekends and invite friends over, that kind of thing. Right. And I do a lot of craft work, and I, you know, I'm very tactile. I create things. I'm very, uh, whether it's creating things with materials like beads and and other things, or I also create products. So I'm always looking at uh, different products and trying to create something different with it. And I own several patents and I've, you know, I I like to play, I play, that's what I call it. But I, you know, I create things and and I like spending time with my family. So, you know, it's, um, you try very hard when you own a business and you're there all the time, you try very hard to find time that you can escape and just be quiet and thoughtful and, um, you know, and, and, and try to let it let it go a little bit because you need the time to regroup. Of course, that's really important. It just helps you so much more to focus when you're back, back at it, you know? Sure does. Yeah. Sure does. Um, Your uh, company has received many awards. Um, I, I think we connected because I was reading about uh, the great works you've been doing and you were recognized in the Philadelphia Business Journal. Um, but there's multiple awards that you've received, and you're one of the top fastest-growing 
companies in the Philadelphia area. And I, I wonder what these awards mean to you um, as you're recognized. Well, you know, of course I feel very honored and um, and it's always lovely to be recognized in the community and feel very grateful for, for, for that. I think what they mean more to me is what it means for our whole team. And when I, I may be the one that stands up on the stage, shakes hands and receives a plaque, but the reality is is that the growth of our company is owed to the employees of this company. So I may be the individual standing there, but the reality is is that I represent all of the employees that have made it happen. Right. And that's really what's been significant. And so for that, I'm very pleased about it and, and the recognition because I think that they deserve it most of all. Um, it, it, it's exciting. We are experiencing tremendous growth. Right. We have taken a very creative stance in what we do. And again, that is very much of a collaborative uh, relationship and a collaborative process. And so each and every employee in our team is responsible for making that happen. And so I feel great pride when those things happen because I am very proud of the people who have made that come to pass. Right. How many employees do you have, Emily? I have 16 uh, right now, and we're hiring. Um, we're expanding, and um, so I don't know what that number will be, but we are one of those companies that, because of our growth, will be hiring in people in certain specialized areas uh, that, um, you know, that can make a difference. Great. Great. Um, For anyone listening, um, we are talking with Emily Gottschalk, who is the founder and CEO of the GAR Group. And we are going to take a few minutes for our sponsors. And when we come back, Emily, we're going to talk all about uh, the good work that the GAR Group is doing. Um, So we'll be back in a moment. News Talk 1180-WFYL, streaming live at 1180-WFYL.com. Is your online store cluttering your house and garage with your product? Does it require you to spend all your free time shipping packages, leaving you no time to work with new customers or develop new marketing initiatives? Now is the time to free up your space and time and let ABC Fulfillment provide you with cost-effective warehousing, order processing, and shipping for your products. Our 20,000-square-foot warehouse is conveniently located in Ambler, PA. ABC Fulfillment is a 100% woman-owned and operated business and has helped many small and mid-sized businesses solve their warehousing and order processing problems. We pride ourselves on our attention to detail as well as our excellent customer service. When you call us, you will always speak with someone who can help you solve your problem and not be asked to leave a message. Our personal touch and expertise separates us from the rest. Last year, we shipped over 150,000 packages for our customers, including order processing and shipping for the Jill Steals and Deals segment of the Today Show, saving our customers both time and money. If you would like to spend more time finding new products to sell, reaching new customers, and marketing your products, now is the time to call ABC Fulfillment. Please call 215-628-3154 and ask for Eileen or Lisa to help you get started. Get your skinny water today at Acme. Great taste, zero guilt. And see how delicious a zero-calorie enhanced with vitamins and electrolytes can be. Because taste matters, doesn't it? Try skinny water today at Acme. Want your home to look great for company from out of town? Moving to a new place? Or just want the satisfaction of a clean, healthy home? Whatever your reason, everybody needs to clean. So why not choose the line of cleaning tools that makes your task easier? Quickie is your one-stop cleaning solution with everything you need to get the job done right. Whether you're cleaning one room or the whole house, Quickie has the right tool for you. It doesn't matter if you prefer a more traditional mop and bucket or if you'd like to save time with a new Quickie spray mop. Quickie has everything you need to get the job done. 
Founded in Philadelphia 60 years ago, Quickie's commitment to quality and value have helped it grow into the number one cleaning tool company in America. It's Quickie and it's clean. Look for Quickie products at Home Depot, Lowe's, Walmart, ShopRite, and other fine retailers near you. Building truly extraordinary custom homes and renovations is our passion at Cornell Custom. Each home is built with quality and care. We have earned a solid reputation for integrity, dependability, leadership, and value. If you are considering building a custom home or remodeling, Cornell Custom will be there with you through every step to bring your vision to life. Building a custom home is a labor of love that needs a commitment of time, attention to detail, and vision throughout the creative process. Cornell Custom will work together with you to guide you and ensure that every desire is met. For information in the New Jersey area, please contact Patty Djokovich at 856-982-4514. If you're interested in the Pennsylvania area, you can call Rose Zeffirino at 908-419-1128. Wagmore Next Door is Skipback Animal Hospital's latest addition to help meet the needs of your pet. We're the only animal hospital in the Skipback and surrounding area now providing a doggy day camp and one-stop shopping for your pet's exercise and fun. Have you ever come home after a long day at work to find that your dog has eaten your favorite pair of underwear or socks, destroyed parts of your home, or shoplifted an entire chicken from the kitchen countertop? Leaving your dog home alone can be dangerous and life-threatening. Wagmore Next Door is fully supervised and operated by trained animal professionals. Here your dog will run and play with other dogs. Obedience training is also available and very popular. Your dog will go home tired, content, and happy. We have many packages to choose from to accommodate your work schedule, vacation schedule, and out-of-town schedule. Please join us for our grand opening on September 15, 2012 from 11 to 3. It's a family day with food, games, and fun for everyone. For information, please call us at 610-584-6300 or you can visit our website, skipbackanimalhospital.com. You can also check out our Facebook page. We can't wait to see you. From Willow Grove to Westchester, Pottstown to Philadelphia, it's News Talk 1180 WFYL. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, My name is Susan Rocco, and I'm here um, with Women to Watch. And on the phone today, I'm happy to have Emily Gottschalk, founder and CEO of The Gar Group. Um, Are you there, Emily? I sure am. (laughs) Okay, good. We didn't lose you. Okay, let's let's get into the specifics of what uh, the Gar Group does. And if I understand this correctly, uh, your company specializes in, and this might be just a simple term, I know there's lots of things that you do, but uh, branded digital media content. Um, well, we're, we're actually many companies. We're, we're several companies, excuse me. We, are, uh, we have two companies. One is called TGG Direct, and the other one is called TGG Marketing. So the company you just defined is TGG Marketing. Okay. And that company uh, takes content and works with clients to create mobile marketing programs and opportunities to utilize content in a digital fashion for promotional and marketing opportunities. So what does that mean? A company that might want to put a text marketing campaign together, a company that might want to do a sweepstakes and reward a customer with a free movie, a customer that is looking at how to drive traffic to their website utilizing fun and unique uh, content either that exists or needs to be developed. And that's a, a purely marketing company that really comes from our roots of being a promotions company when we started 14 years ago. The second company that we have, which is the lion's share of the revenue that we do today, is that we're an independent studio. And that independent studio owns over a 1,000 movies and television show episodes and distributes them 
on physical disc and in some cases digitally to uh, major retailers around the country, including Walmart and Target, Best Buy, Kmart, and others. Okay. That's a lot of that's a lot going on. That's a lot going <laughs> that's on. That's a lot going on. Um something I read on your website that I just thought um was great that that as a company um you strive to match the perfect content with the ideal delivery system. Because right. there's so many ways to market uh out there today and and one thing that's good for one company is not necessarily the way to do it for another. Um, that's right. Yeah, can you talk about that a little bit? Sure. So um, everybody says, you know, it, the comment, if you ask somebody about DVDs today, they'd say, yeah, but isn't everything going digital? And the answer is, of course, we see a lot of things going digital. And we're all looking to places like Vudu with Walmart or Hulu with, uh, you know, Hulu or Amazon or um, Prime or, you know, other places wherever wherever you're used to seeking um, content uh, from whatever you, you do in your home. But at the same time, physical media and entertainment is still a um, is still something that consumers want to watch. We all like to go to the movies. We all like to watch movies. We like to be entertained. We like to see what's on the screen. Whether we want to download it digitally to put it on our screen or whether we put a DVD into our player and watch it on our screen, we are all immersed in content that we enjoy because it enriches our lives. Right. It could be educational, it could be entertainment, it could be edutainment. When we talk about our kids, it can be anything. We are involved not only in distributing content in traditional format, formats, which, you know, what we call in Amory cases, which is the way you buy a movie today in that black case with the wrap around it, and um, we see it, but we are also very closely involved in creating new and unique ways of distributing that content physically. So it might mean taking a DVD and creating um, a gift card, or it might mean creating a toy with it, or it might mean connecting it to um, something that hangs, or, you know, you follow where I'm going. It's the non-traditional packaging that creates some life and excitement and offers value um, to the consumer. So they're getting a movie, but they're getting it in this unique way that's very um, eye-appealing and, and much more um, fun to merchandise and a much more successful merchandising program. And we live in the heart of that. We're constantly coming up with new and creative ideas to package and bring this content to market. So when you say you have a, a studio with these marketing um, items, I guess, are you you're manufacturing them as yes. well? Okay. Yes. So we're what's called an independent studio, and there are numerous independent studios out there. We all think of studios, and we think of the bigger players, the Disneys of the world. But those are the mega studios. But there are also um, a level down from that that are called independent studios. And these there are many, 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 many movies and and um, entertainment properties, shall we call them, that never, never make it to the Warner Brothers of the world, that are great content that are sold every day. And so someone has to distribute those, and that's what independent studios do. Okay. Oh, I, that's, that's really interesting. So we're out there in the marketplace acquiring that kind of content right. and distributing it in whether it's a multi-pack or whether it's a single movie or whether it's in a, you know, in a toy combo connection or, I mean, we're putting it out in all kinds of different ways. Right. Infinite. Right. Um, let's talk a little bit about um, the mobile marketing. Um, sure. Yeah, I think this it was so cool when I saw on your website that, that uh, just as an example, um, Oak Hills Mall um, can send an instant message to someone on their iPhone um, mm-hmm. that's promoting a special on a, an, on a given day. Um, that's right. Yeah, I think pe- people don't really want to be bombarded with, with um, soliciting on their phone, but if they're receiving a, a coupon, an instant coupon for $10 off an item, I think that's great. 
Well, remember that in the world of mobile marketing, you have to what's called opt-in. So unlike uh, those annoying phone calls you get at your dinner hour with somebody soliciting you something that you really have never wanted in your life, when somebody gets a text message solicitation on their phone, it's because they did something that is called opting in. They gave permission to that uh, originator of that content that they wanted to get messaging. That's great. So we all, you know, for example, I um, opted in in my community and I get warnings about traffic. I get warnings about uh, someone, a child lost. I get, you know, I get wa- community warnings right. about things that are happening. Mm-hmm. But I also get um I get text messages from particular retailers that I frequent with specials and offers. The technology is advancing so fast that our phones are really GPS um, tools as well. So today the technology exists that you could be sending a message. You could identify where someone is. If you're in a three-mile radius of... um, Let's say we were talking about Zany Brainy since Zany Brainy doesn't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. And if Zany Brainy had wanted to appeal to moms who had opted in for a new toy that was releasing, well, a phone is a GPS system. So a phone can identify where you are and might say, uh, this product just went on sale and you're, three, you know, you're within three miles, come and get it. <laughs> That's unbelievable. It's a little scary to me that someone knows where I am. It's a little scary, but the technology exists. And, you know, there there are just tremendous things that are going on. We we as a company, we're involved um, with some of the bigger technology companies in developing programs. So we work with Microsoft and we work with Skype. And, you know, we we are privy to some information that's really um, cutting edge. And I have to say it's, it's a fascinating world. Oh, Unbelievable. I, I think that is so cool. And, and every day you must find out something new. Uh, I do. Yeah, that, that's really great. And, and these are the opportunities when you go back to what you talked about originally is how do you start a business and what kind of business? I mean, technology is changing so fast. And I think that as your listeners think about what can I do, Understand, you know, wrap your arms around what's happening in technology. Read about it. Get on the web. Look at it. There are podcasts. You can learn. There's so much free information. And then start to think about what is a practical application of that technology. And maybe there's a cottage business for you to start. That's right. I I think people um, typically are very overwhelmed um, by the technology. So, so they don't kind of jump in head first, but there's probably a way to do it. You know, there's, there's something that's going to be uh, working for you specifically, and you can just take little steps at a time. You can. And, you know, I started my company with just me, um, and I had very little money and a desk and a computer. And um, and grew it from there. And I have zero investors. We I have self-funded my own company. And I will tell you that it's not easy, but you can do it. You absolutely can do it. You just have to be passionate about right. what you do. Right. That gets back to you know believing, just believing. It's back in your... to believing. Yep. Yep. It's back to putting your you know your know-how to use and and be a sponge. Learn. Right. Listen, learn, right. believe in yourself and do it. Right. I'm fascinated by the cottage businesses that are being started today. I, I see them everywhere with people being so resourceful because they're out of work and they need to turn to another skill. There is so much talent out there. People need to believe in themselves and carve out their market and it doesn't you don't have no you don't have to become a Microsoft. Right. You can be successful with a small business and and support your family and do quite well. When you refer to the term cottage business, is is that simply a from well, the ground up is, single? Cottage businesses to me are are small businesses that start with one person, and some of them expand. But for example, I see them. Um, I see a lot of women going out there. Women are blogging. And mm-hmm. you know you hear about blog moms, and they're blogging with all kinds of information, and they're making a living off of it because they figured out how to use the internet as a tool. Right. And they're home with their children, and they're making a very good income. 
um, I see women out there with crafts and they're creating things out of recyclable materials and they're creating um, artwork that's useful, whether it's handbags or, or uh, you know, hair accessories, whatever it might be, but they're creating it because of their own ingenuity and going out and selling products and making a living. So that's a cottage business. Right. And who knows what, will, what it will grow to. Right. But, it's, you, but you can start. Right. You can. You absolutely can. Um, can we talk a little bit about the differences between, let, let's talk about social media marketing that, that your company sure. does. What exactly is sure. that? Well, social media marketing today, we you know, the old the old world of um, spending money to take a product, promote it on television, radio, and the traditional mediums has been so expanded because we have social media. So whether that's Twitter, whether that's Facebook, whether that's YouTube. Um, whether that's uh, using Yahoo and Google and other search engines, all of these tools are now available to get the product out and have become so invaluable to, to, to inexpensive ways of advertising. And we all know how strong, I mean, how many times do we see a new product come out and it says, like me on Facebook? Right. And so now Every you're like on day Facebook, long. and now you're getting updates constantly through your Facebook account of what's going on with that product. Well, it doesn't cost anything. Right. So use the use of social media as a means of promoting uh, what you're doing goes back to how do you start a business and how do you get the word out there? Social media is a phenomenal tool. You know, going back just quickly to the the mobile marketing, um, when you mentioned the opting in, I'm wondering how, if that's the case, how is it that we get um, we get advertisements on our phone from companies that we didn't opt in to receive information? I'm, I'm wondering how does that happen? It's a it's a good question. Um, it- I, of course, you know, without specifics, I'd have to research, you know, how, right. what, where. But <laughs> my, I don't know if if it's somehow linked into your service provider. Um, it's possible that you got something because when you signed up with your service provider, you checked a box somewhere in your um, path of acquiring that phone and in your communication. Somewhere you check something off. And we try so hard, you know, not to do that, but there's always small print somewhere, and things are actually already checked off, and you have to, you know, when you're reading, you have to go through and uncheck them. That's right. You have to be careful. You do. You have to be careful. You really do. If you don't want them, you have to be careful, but um, it is the way of the future. Right. Okay, let's talk about content promotions. Okay. So we were a company that um, our roots are in content promotions, and we started our business uh, back in the day, if you remember, uh, uh, CD-ROMs and cereal boxes. Mm -hmm. Those of us who have children, I'm sure, uh, who are teens today, remember running around and trying to decide which cereal box to pick because it had which game inside. We were the um, prominent company out there doing that program. And that's how I started my business. I went to the software companies at the time, the children's educational software companies that I knew, and I pleaded with them to give me snippets of content. They didn't have to give me the old, the whole game. They could give me the older version of the game. They just had to give me something. And what I did is I went over to the other side of the street to Kellogg's and Kraft and McDonald's and other very recognizable named companies, worked with them on their initiative to put something special in the box that was appealing to to moms and kids. And what I did is I put the two together. So if a cereal company wanted a children's educational software game, I would find that game for them design the whole program, go out, manufacture all of the discs, deliver them as finished product to the cereal company. Cereal company would then put it in the box and put it on shelf at their retailers. And I was providing millions and millions and millions of discs. By the time we were done with that piece of our business, we did it over an eight-year period, 
we had delivered over 150 million discs. Wow. And wow. that all started with just me. Wow. With an idea. Right. You're a perfect example of having a small idea and, you know, having the courage to um, do something with that and, and seeing the results. Absolutely. And it's building partnerships. You know, over the years, we do a tremendous business with Walmart. They are a fabulous partner for us. Um, we do business with Target. We do business with Best Buy and with Kmart. And, you know, we work hand in hand with our retailers and they grow to trust us and like us because we're forever bringing them new concepts, new ways to help them be successful. Um, but you know, and Walmart has been a fabulous example of a partnership with a small company. Um, of course, they're the giant in the industry, and um, they have been a, a, an outstanding partner for us. You know, that was going to be my next question. If you could talk a, a little bit about some of your clients and uh, and who they are and and how they differ. How long have you been with working with Walmart? We've been working with Walmart for about six years. Um, and like any company, we started small, and we've continued to grow and to grow and built relationships and trust. And, um, you know, we've been very, very successful with them. They are great people, very supportive. And they're most interested in, in the opportunity. And, um, look, they want winners, and they want to work with people that are good partners, and we've been a good partner, and they've been a great partner. And, and um, you know, the fact that we're small hasn't deterred them at all. And how about other clients of yours? Are Do you also work with smaller businesses or just the large companies like a Walmart? You no, know, we, we work with some that are smaller businesses. Um, you know, what we do is tends to be something more appealing to bigger companies. So I would say the bulk of our customers are larger companies, but we're not deterred from small companies. I think it depends on uh, what the service is and what we need and um, uh, or who the customer is and what we, you know, what we can do. Right. It has to make sense. Right, right. Um, Emily, I'd love to know um, a, a typical day for you, you know, going into the office in the morning and, and what happens throughout your day when you're, you're the <laughs> any, head of all, at any given moment. I mean, I think well, it helps people to know how, how someone like you juggles so much. I juggle a lot. There's you no do. question about it. Um, but, you know, I don't do it all myself, right? right? I have people that work with me, so we've talked about that. Right. I think it takes a lot of time management. Um, I try very hard to make sure that everybody who calls in um, who wants some kind of communication, if I don't get back to them, someone within the organization who's equipped to help them does respond back to them. So we really work hard to, to make sure that we are responsive to anybody and everybody. Well, and that's, um, I think that's key that actually when someone calls your office, somebody answers the phone. Right. As opposed I think to an automated very voice. Important. Right. I think it's um, the, the right thing to do. Right. Um, you know, my day is spent from managing people and inspiring ideas, and also out in the community. I serve on a few boards in, in our local community. I am involved with some things that I'm very passionate about. And I also, um, but I also spend my time helping guide and teach to make sure that the people here know what they're doing. And I also spend time talking to significant partners out there who I think we can advance our both of our futures together in meaningful way. So my day is a never is never are two days the same. Right. It's never a, and, are two days and the that's same. Great. That keeps it that's, really interesting. It does. It does. Are, do you want to um, mention any of the organizations that you work with? Anything happening uh, with them? I, I serve on the Jewish Community Relations Council, which I'm very passionate about. And that is a South Jersey organization that is committed to help um, deter prejudice and, and racial discrimination of all kinds and to create understanding, um, not just within the Jewish community, but within all communities so that um, you have Christian communities and Muslim communities and Jewish communities all working together to have a greater and deeper understanding of of 
of what each is all about and, and live together in a more harmonious community. That's wonderful. And I think that is vital to our future. We also spend, um, as an organization, a lot of time um, with a program called Bookmates, and we read, oh gosh, we go into underserved communities. Uh, communities and read to hundreds of kids each week to help educate those kids who are more impoverished because education is the key to understanding. Absolutely. And um, so I'm involved in, in, in that organization. I am um, also very involved in the Cherry Hill um, business community and serve on a business community board for the mayor's office, um, Mayor Khan. And so I think that being a part of the local community, the local business community, is important, um, you know, and then I get involved in, in uh, things involving my synagogue and so forth. So, you know, I'm, I I try where I can to make a meaningful difference. Um, it's tough when you get split in a lot of different directions, but right. I try very hard, and that's that's really been a priority for me. And I also, over the years as a mother, have been very involved in the activities that my children have chosen to be involved That's a whole with. other and, area. <laughs> yeah, the other area. The other so, area, the know, family. Being, being, a, being a fan has been a very important part oh, of Oh, I know. Life. I know. That's the best part. I loved every minute of it. Oh, and, I bet. Uh, my children have both been very involved in sports and travel teams. And, oh, I love you know, all that. High school teams. Right. And now one of them is on a college team. So, oh, you know, that, that is... Um, that is a passion as well. That's the best downtime. Um, you know, Emily, as we wind down here, I'm, I would love for you to give um, your contact information uh, in case anyone is listening, would like to get in touch with you about anything sure. we discussed today. You know, the best way to get in touch with me is really through my email. So my name is Emily Gottschalk, as everyone has heard. And uh, my email is Emily, E-M-I-L-Y, at thegargroup, T-H-E-G-A-R-R-G-R-O-U-P, Dot com, and our website is thegardgroup.com. And um, I'd be delighted to hear from anyone in who would like to reach out and have a discussion. That's great. I appreciate so much, Emily, you're um, giving us time this morning. I know how busy you are, and I think it was a great, great discussion with lots of good information. I love all the, uh, the, the marketing talk and, and social media marketing and technology. Everyone loves it. Thanks again. It was an absolute pleasure. Thank you. You have a great day. You too. Take care. Bye-bye. Okay, everybody, that's it for today for Women to Watch. And again, my name is Susan Rocco, and you can reach me at 215-313-5561 if you'd like to be a guest on the show. Have a great day. Yes, I